0: The week is almost over, so pour that coffee. And let's discuss what's going on in Milwaukee, Madison, Washington, and beyond. It's the Political Power Hour on WTMJ Now. Joining Steve Scafidi, here's Joe Sepecchi and Bill McCauschen.
1: Should we talk about government? I,
2: I, I, I. Oh, I'm... Jazzed up, fired up. Joseph, Bill, as has big voice. Guy just said, "We should call it the Political Power Fifty Minutes." I don't know what Vince and Eric are doing on that morning program. We have to talk to those boys. At least send a memo,
0: email, telegram, something like that. How are you guys doing today? It's not how Pollock's on the south side of Milwaukee. <laughs> send a message to tell you that right oh, now. Look at
2: Joe Feisty today. I tried
1: to engage with him earlier. He's feisty.
2: <laughs> Your mic's not on. we got to get Bill's mic I've been
1: yoga breathing all since I left Madison this morning, trying yourself? to get ready for this show.
2: Well, let's get to it. I asked this question this morning. Look, gentlemen, is this election, I'm not saying this, is America saying this, is this election now senility versus insanity? Is that is that how we're going to do this? Is that the election?
1: Two-thirds of Americans do not want this choice, and yet here we are. And there doesn't appear to be any chance of changing that so i mean we talked to some folks in in the green room before this from this station it was like really we're going to do this again uh you know that's not inspiring it's not adding hope you know people don't feel good about the where things are heading and yet here we are right and and i feel bad you know i lost my party decided to go back to donald trump and it's not totally over yet and we're going to talk about nikki haley because i think she's had her best week on the campaign trail this this week But, you know, here we are, you know, their base is big enough to get through the current primary process and block out any potential other competitors. Uh, And so this is what we get is the fix in
2: here. I said this and people got all mad at me. How dare you say that long time political dudes? Let's just leave it at that. Guys, I know they talk about politics for a living and some of them work in that area. Oh, this is the party saying Trump is our person is the fix in we we saw the big story yesterday Republican National Committee let's just make Trump the nominee let's forget about the other 48 states
0: we have talked about this over the last year and i think in the context of an underreported story at the time was that very methodically state by state republican state committees were changing their delegate rules republicans have traditionally had a winner take most delegate process They have switched that to, in very big states, very many states, but not all of them, a winner-take-all. And what that impact is going to be is that this nominating process for 2024, the math is going to work different than it did for Republicans in 2020 or 2016 or 2012 going back in a way that is going to benefit Donald Trump. And that was a series of choices by Republican insiders. And you know what? That is the Republican Party's choice to make. They have always done it very differently than Democrats. Democrats have also changed some of their rules in this century. right? We used in to have, this cycle. And we used to have more superdelegates. Right. Now we have fewer. That always so, changes, right? It's tweaked all the time. Right. But so, and so the question becomes, to back to you, do you want to call that a conspiracy and a decision to end this thing early? I mean, they did this last year, and if Republicans had... Decided they wanted to take an off ramp from Donald Trump and get behind Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or somebody else. Those rules would apply to them too. Here's the problem, though. Hours later, they rescinded this idea. It was a trial balloon, classic trial balloon.
1: Sure, got a lot of attention. Well, it took Trump about seven hours to respond to it, (laughs) and he said, "Don't do it. I'm going to win this thing fairly," which was the only answer he could have given. Let me give you an example. David Bossy is the national committee man from Maryland. It's his idea. He was Trump's deputy campaign manager in 2016. He's been with him ever since. He's a big Trump guy. Okay. He, he decides I'm going to forward this thing. I think I've got the support. And literally uh, Democrats have done this before. Don't forget in 2016, they basically made it impossible for Bernie Sanders to beat Hillary Clinton. Okay. And in this cycle, they've changed the the order of the primaries to benefit Joe Biden's, but Democrats fall in line on the Republican side, Joe There would have been a civil war. This would have been the the end of the Republican Party as we know it had it gone forward. It was a terrible idea. This isn't how we decide things. Is Donald Trump likely to be the nominee? Yeah, there's a 90% chance that's going to happen. So let it play out, right? You don't end the fight before it's over. And, by the way, if you're the guy who's the strong man, I'm going to crush her, blah, blah, blah. And then you're saying, but stop the fight? That's weak. It's super weak. Let's talk about, as Republicans, let's talk about this. Nikki Haley, she sounds like she's all in for the battle over the next four weeks. Well, I don't think there's any question about it. The next state up is uh, February 27th, or 24th. It's her home state. She raised $2.6 million after Donald Trump said, uh, if any of you give any more money to her, you're out of MAGA forever. It was like one of the dumbest things he said recently, not forever, but recently. And it benefited her. I, let me tell you, Betsy Ankney's a really good friend of mine. She's a campaign manager for, for uh, Nikki Haley. They are having fun on that campaign. Every time Trump tries to knock her down or insult her, they're coming back with humor and lightness, and it's attracting people.
2: Do you think there's any possible scenario, I've built, or Joe's going to laugh at me when I say this, let's say five weeks from now, South Carolina happens, Nikki Haley goes, Trump's our guy. You think that's going to happen? I can't see that happening, given where this is going to be played, uh, how this is going to be played in the next four weeks. I just well, can't see that happening. Otherwise, she just basically washes her hands of politics, For in my opinion. I'll just
0: provide a little historical context <laughs> while Bill tries to figure out how to... <laughs> I'm yoga breathing. I'm yeah. yoga breathing. It, it is that, you know, Nikki Haley did not support Donald Trump in 2016 originally in the primary. Correct. Said she wouldn't go to work for him. Then she went to work for him. Then after she left government service... She said she would never run against Donald Trump and then she decided to run against Donald Trump. And so Nikki Haley is a politician in a very politician way. She will do what is best for her future. And if what is best for her future is to wage a very lonely fight and to go join the ranks of Adam Kinzinger and Lynn Cheney or Liz Cheney, that's what she'll do. But if it makes more sense for her politically to bend the knee, kiss the ring, you know, whatever you want to call it, to Donald Trump then that's what she'll do. I've never seen anything like this, and I've been around for 65
2: years, and I'm not as tuned into politics as you guys are. I, I look at it from a different perspective. I'm not a strategist. But to see the bending the knee, the kissing the ring, that we are seeing to this individual who I think is, is immensely flawed, unpresidential, I understand he was in the office, I can't imagine what this next version of a Trump presidency would even look like once he strips away anyone that has any basic governmental knowledge. It
0: will be worse. It will be more chaotic.
2: Are we going to have a cabinet full of Peter Navarros?
1: Yes. Who just got sent? Well, he's going, going to jail. In jail. Yeah. I, I think this. It's easy for Trump. His path is very clear. If he rises above this stuff, if he's positive, if he's humorous, and if he focuses solely on Joe Biden, if he decides to drag (laughs) Nikki Haley through the mud for the next month or longer, it's not going to work. He's constitutionally incapable.
0: The difference between the Iowa night speech and the New Hampshire night speech shows he can't help himself.
2: Yeah, and the the can't help himself thing is what I want to talk about next. Can he go too far in a statement that he makes that actually would put South Carolina back in play? Bill McCausch Joseph Pecky, political power hour, sort of, on WTMJ. Always oh, have fun with Bill McCosh and Joseph Pachy. Bill is a Republican strategist. Joe is a Democratic strategist. Joe was on the road. Thanks for coming back here. By the way, you had a late night last
0: night from New York City. Planes, Trump Trump trams. Tower. Were you there? I, I, I strolled by yesterday on my Your way to lunch. Your flight got
2: canceled, right? It
0: did. Yeah, so what? I had to fly into Chicago instead. It was. It was an ordeal. Were you Hopefully planning the bugs for the next transition? I was not. <laughs> I was not. You will notice from the picture I sent you. I crossed the streets so as to not be. Right next to
2: it. During, close. The, during the break, we were talking about this next four weeks, and and I, I've made the point over and over again on the show, and I, I made it to you guys briefly there. I know that it seems like Donald Trump has this wrapped up, and he's you know he tried to they tried to shut it down yesterday, and basically even Trump said, "Come on, let's let this play out a little bit. We got South Carolina to worry about." Given that, I think mean, there's still a number of Republicans, some high profile, some not, some just little old me on the radio, who are saying. There is a chance, perhaps, that Donald Trump's behavior, his actions, the words he uses, his truth social pulse, will at some point trigger something in, in voters' minds to say, this guy's nuts. I don't want him anywhere near the Oval Office. He again. just
0: stormed out of a courtroom you this You just told us that, yes. He, so he's it, back in court as part of the defamation hearing. A jury of his peers found that he had defamed E. Gene Carroll and then. As soon as the verdict was done, within 24 hours, he was defaming her again, so now he's back in court trying to figure out how much more money he's going to have to pay her, and he couldn't sit through the closing arguments. He stormed out of court. The judge in that case did something that most other people have never been able
2: to do. They shut his you-know-what down and said, stop talking,
1: and that's probably why he stormed out. To Steve's point, and the listeners will rem- might know the last name, there's a prominent, very influential National Committee man from Mississippi named Henry Barber. He's a friend of mine. Uh, he's related to Haley Barber, the former governor, former chairman of the RNC, uh, who yesterday, after Trump took after Haley and said, if you donate to her, you're going to be eradicated from the Republican, from MAGA forever, said, that's it. I'm donating to Nikki Haley. And Henry Barber would be a guy who would follow the party line. He would, he would get behind the nominee, right? That's the kind of guy he is. He's a party builder. And that's what I think Trump's team doesn't understand. This whole idea of grinding you into the ground until you are in submission and you, you say publicly that you endorse Trump and you will vote for him is a very bad strategy. This is about addition. Politics is always about addition. It's not about subtraction. Trump and his nonsense influencers over the last ten days had played nothing but subtraction.
2: Did you? I'm sure we all saw the New Hampshire, a live event that Trump did afterwards.
1: Yeah,
2: it was embarrassing. Tim Scott, dude. What, what are he you got do? emasculated?
1: Yeah. Right. Basically. Whatever manhood he had, he gave it away that night.
2: Yeah, it was embarrassing. And, you know, he said out loud right next to Donald Trump, I love you, man, or something or some variation on that theme. <laughs> he <laughs> gave uh, his love away a second time. Congratulations. <laughs> well, on he had engagement. to say he hated Nikki Haley, Trump. the
1: woman who appointed him. I mean, who, who lets that happen on stage?
2: The former president, current candidate for president is calling his principal opponent. Now, a bird brain, a woman, by the way, he appointed. He appointed to
0: the ambassador UN. to the United
1: Nations. What are yeah. we
0: doing here? This is nuts. So I, listen, I I hear Bill every time he says politics is about addition. At its best, it is. At its smartest, it is. And politics is also about momentum. Oh yeah. And one of the challenges for Nikki Haley is that the next contest actually isn't South Carolina. There's the Virgin Islands. There's Nevada. There are smaller state contests that are not, like, primetime fights. Nevada's
2: caucuses, correct? Yeah. There's a caucus and a
0: primary within three days of each other. Which is weird. I think in one of them, Haley is on the ballot, and the other one, she isn't. Right. The one that matters, she's not on the ballot. But one of the things that happens is Trump is going to keep racking up wins. He just is. Whether they're by a lot or a little. And that momentum is going to leave people rationalizing, I guess we are doing this again. I guess he is the Republican candidate and we have to do this again. And I'm not suggesting that everyone who is standing on principle today and making the argument that Donald Trump should not be anywhere near the Oval Office again or that he's bad for the Republican Party. A hundred percent of them are not going to bend the knee, but a good number of them are. And, and that is because this has gotten out of hand since 2015, that for the last nine years, Donald Trump has been remaking the political, the Republican Party in his image there were off-ramps, there were opportunities for Republican elites, leaders, electeds, whatever you want to call them, to draw the line and say enough is enough, most prominently after January 6th, when on January 7th, 8th, and 9th, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell knew how bad what just went down was, and they were talking like they would do the right thing and impeach him and convict him, and he would never be able to stand for election ever again in this country. They chose not to take that path. And so that freight train kept on a rolling, and for nine years it has become, I don't even know if you can call it the Republican Party anymore. There's so little about Donald Trump that is Republican or conservative. It is the party of Trump.
1: <laughs> That's what bothers me the most, is they've redefined conservative. Right. Right. If conservative means adding $8.4 billion in debt, I'm not conservative trillion. anymore. If, a trillion in debt. <laughs> if, if conservative means shutting down the country for a couple months... I'm not conservative anymore. That's not a definition I recognize. And and you're right. They have redefined what conservative means. And anyone who doesn't agree with their image is a rhino. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So let's
2: name names. Obviously, Donald Trump is the one that everybody points to. Who are the Republicans that are putting us through this
1: ordeal? I was going to say nightmare, but. Being nice. I think it starts with Trump, right? Because he had such a strong base. It doesn't and, end there, though. It, it doesn't end there. You, you get people. I mean, we talked about this last Friday. There are now more U.S. senators, Republican U.S. senators, who've come out and endorsed him since he won on Tuesday. Again, that is like the weakest possible man or woman you could be, is wait till the guy's in a winning position before you do anything. That, that shows no courage whatsoever.
2: Where's the backbone here?
1: I, we need it. We need it in the Republican Party Is someone to push back. And if he's going to be the nominee, then let's coach him to the right place. Let's get to a place where we can be proud of, where we can attract voters and and actually win the general election. Because at the end of the day, this is about winning the general election.
2: I hear what you're saying, but I think Trump is, of all people, uncoachable.
1: Yeah. I I mean, Paul Ryan walked away because it drove him
0: so nuts. He tried to walk away, right? Like this is a great example. Paul Ryan's
2: also on the board of a network
0: that is back to you know what kissing. I understand, but let's let's remember in a big way they are right. So after the Access Hollywood tape in 2016, Paul Ryan uninvites Trump to a uh, southeast Wisconsin event, tells Republican members of Congress, "I'm I'm done. I'm not going to defend him anymore." If you are a Republican candidate for Congress anywhere in this country, don't feel like you have to defend him. That's not the expectation of the conference. And that was, at that point, viewed as a principled position to just stop defending the guy. How about going that extra step further and saying, this is not what it means to be a Republican. We cannot have this man be the leader of our party. And rather than go that extra mile, they chose to Okay, we'll be quiet. We won't defend stuff. And then what became the mantra? Oh, I didn't see the tweet. I didn't hear the crazy thing he said. That was a choice that Republican officials made, and the freight train kept on rolling down the track. For me, it starts with Governor Scott Walker. He has been silently sort of putting out tweets that suggest,
2: oh, I'm watching these debates, but it's all about Trump. It's people like Ryan's Priebus, who I actually like. He's a smart guy. He, these people wanted this to happen. You can't tell me different. I just believe that's what they wanted. I don't, and and I, let me just finish. This goes back to the whole. This is how talk radio has worked in this market and other places. Own the libs has been the mantra. Oh yeah, forever. If you want to, if you want to do that, and you want to nominate a guy who's going to certainly own the libs at this stage of the process. The only way you shut this down, the nonsense of that concept, is to destroy Donald Trump in the general. That's what has to happen. And then we can b- get back to actually really conservative principles, policies, because right now it's 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 ridiculous.
1: So you see some of that on uh, social media right now. You have Republicans, whether they were for DeSantis or others in the primary, saying burn it all down. That's not me. I I've voted for every Republican for president since I could vote. Uh, two I plugged my nose on Bob Dole. I thought was too old. Uh, I thought Tommy Thompson should have been the nominee in nineteen ninety six, and in two thousand and eight, I, I you know I thought John McCain was a rhino. I'm just going to say it. Hero, yes. Rhino, yes. Uh, and he wasn't my he wasn't even in my top three, but I voted for him, right? And I still think our nominee will be better than Joe Biden and the trajectory this country's on. My sincere hope is that we find some sanity here sooner than later, that we build a team of rivals, which is so un-Trump-like. And if Trumpers out there are heads exploding, here it comes. Nikki Haley is his best choice for uh, vice president. It's not in her best interest. If you watch what happened to Mike Pence... But here's why. She attracted new voters on Tuesday night in New Hampshire. She got Democrats. She overwhelmingly won independents. Those are things you want to win. This is about addition, right? But Trumpers are like, hell no, she was against us, so therefore she must be destroyed. That is the stupidest thing ever. Ronald Reagan picked George H.W. Bush after they had a very competitive battle for president in 1980, and it worked. Donald when, Donald Trump ate George H.W. Bush no, or Ronald Reagan.
0: <laughs>
2: no, neither one. Joseph Pecky, Bill McCosh, an after-break process from here until the, uh, the nomination is complete, and that may not be that long, and what this all means about how we do this. If we're going to have 48 potentially or 47, 46 states that don't mean anything, why the hell are we still doing it this way? That's my question after the break. All right, we're back. We don't need music. We don't even need no stinking music. Bill <laughs> <laughs> McCash and Republican strategist Joseph Beck on the Democratic side, the process. Let's talk about this because this is – I've had so many back and forth away from the show with, with smart people, people I respect. But this is the way we do it, and we the parties can do whatever they want. Is that true?
0: Does the, Do we matter at Largely, all? Largely. It's the, true. The parties have a lot of control. I, listen, say, when I was working in government, I had a saying, right? The only unacceptable answer to why do we do it this way is because we've always done it that way. That's not a good answer. I hate is, that, I hate not that. I hate that answer. answer. And the reality is <clears throat> that the information environment in this country and our society have changed. And we have moved beyond a world where the old way of doing this, Iowa and New Hampshire, one and two, and then a, you know a third state and a fourth state, that that makes any sense. It's outlived its purpose and its utility. And so to the question of, like, what do you do instead, there are different proposals out there, right? Maybe you go to regional primaries that rotate. So in 2028, the upper Midwest goes first. In 2032, a bunch of the Southeast goes. Yeah, so five, six states at a time. Mix it up. It's a, a regional primary as opposed to Super Tuesday, which is how we do it now, where you know we sort of trickle one state at a time and then – 14 states from, you know, big, small, east, west, north, south, all go. There are different pro- proposals and ways to do this. The challenge is that the insiders are always going to shape, shape the rules.
1: Yeah. And for so sure. that
0: means that the members of parties have to demand the change. These organizations are aware of the constituencies they serve, but it's a hard thing to do when there's real challenges facing this country. And you know, there's an information environment that rewards conflict with the other side as opposed to intra party to get millions of Republicans to go send Ronda McDaniel a letter saying don't do it this way again next time that she's broken. She's gonna be gone after this one this one anyway. But when, when you're She's actually violating the own
2: rules, the the rules of the Republican Party. They're not supposed to endorse candidates, but they,
0: but they're not. They've
1: walked away from that, right? They well, shot they down the trial. They board.
0: don't enforce the
2: the fact that Donald Trump should be on stage debating with the other candidates either. I mean, that wasn't that part of the or, or that he or refused
1: to endorse the other yeah. candidates so, if they want.
2: Rules don't matter. But I, I love the idea of regional primaries because I'm sick of Iowa and New Hampshire. Lovely places. I'm not a big fan of them. I would rather see a mix of states, sort of like a, a first Tuesday where we just have a bunch of states, demographically different, populations vary, that would be more representative. Now, I understand that these parties have power, and they should have that power, because they're selecting their candidate. But if you're going to say that we're going to actually vote to pick the candidate, that seems disingenuous to me.
0: And let's and let's give some more context, right? Like, the reason for New Hampshire and Iowa for a long time, and it was a decent argument, these are smaller states, it's affordable to communicate with, and... Because of how seriously those states' voters take it, politicians had to go into people's living rooms and go through diners and one-on-one, you know, one county at a time, one community at a time, make the case for why they should be leader of the free world. What is changing is a world of TikTok and camera phone videos and, you know, digital media and social media. And so, you know, you don't need to do it that way anymore. People feel like they know these candidates. Without having to go shake their hand at the local diner, what did Trump do? Six rallies in Iowa. That is so far removed from like the the nostalgic. At least on my side, you know, people talk about Jimmy Carter, little known governor of uh, a southern state, basically moving to Iowa, sleeping in people's houses overnight, and walked in, and, right, and like getting to know these the voters of Iowa on a on a granular level. That's not the world we live in
1: anymore. And so I, I'm I'm for changes. The time for changes now, because regardless, we will have an open seat for president in 2028. Let's say Trump wins. He can only serve one. You term. think he's leaving? I think he's leaving. Who's, uh, who's going to show him the door? Uh, uh, the Constitution shows him the door. The, the Constitution that he's called to suspend. If Joe Biden wins, he can only serve one more term. So the time for changes now. I agree, Steve. I think Iowa and New Hampshire have a very outsized influence on this process. You consider how much money has been spent; it's close to five hundred million dollars in just two states for you know a very mediocre turnout in both states. Truthfully, what uh, was it? One
2: hundred thousand in, in Iowa.
1: 40 percent less than twenty sixteen. What
2: 2016. was it in New Hampshire? Three hundred
1: something. Three hundred something. I think that's it, was, it. And that's that's the decision that we're going to go. And with. we're going to you know wave the checkered flag and say it's over. It's not over, right? What I don't like on my side, Steve, and I know we got to head to break is conformity. We are not a conforming party. Speak your mind. Say what you think. <laughs> do not bend to the knee and be bullied into doing something that, you know, hasn't been earned. If you want my vote, you got to ask for it. You're not going to tell me what I'm going to do.
2: That's Bill McCosh and Joseph Pecky on the other side. Think about this text before we go to break. More than half the country loves Trump. Get with it. I want to hear your response to that text after this on WTMJ. All right, gentlemen, Political Power Hour, WTMJ. I asked the question. More than half the co- this is what one texture said. I will tell you that another texture says more than half the country doesn't like Trump. But the get with it question: Should we get with it? This is the candidate that apparently America, air quoting that, wants. Bill,
1: I'm not getting with it yet. Play it out. I'm not.
2: I'm not going to vote for Trump. I've already said that. I wrote in Nikki Haley before. I'll, I'm not. If if she endorses Trump,
0: I'm not he, doing that. He can that get either. me.
1: He can get me unless he picks a clown as a VP. Uh, Ooh, that's the determining factor. It is right. So, you're good I, with walking I think away Biden from is that bad. You're good with walking away from
0: NATO. You're good with letting Ukraine wither and roll over for, for Russia. You're good with all of the craziness that comes with Trump.
1: I think it boils down to two things. I think it boils down to Biden's age and the border. Those two things are it. That's the entire campaign. We're going so to the,
2: we're gonna get to the border in a second.
1: Okay. It, it's not just about those two things, right? I, I
0: think, and you talk about money message. What are your other M's? Money, organization, message, mom, mom. That's right. How could I forget my mom? Uh, You know, Biden and Democrats have a message. Oh, and they got money, jobs, Dobbs, and democracy. Those are three areas where the American economy is doing
2: well. I'm doing a segment in the ten o'clock hour on
0: more great economic news. Sentiment is starting to improve, right, Bill? You and I have talked about this. There has been a disconnect. Yeah. That disconnect is shrinking. On Dobbs, Republicans across the country continue to lose. When it's about abortion and access to to reproductive health care and on democracy, like to the texter's point, listen, Donald Trump got more votes for president than any Republican in history stipulated. Absolutely true. That is a fact. Take it to the bank. And he lost that election by about 70 electoral votes and between eight and 10 million popular votes. And since that election was held, he tried to overturn a free and fair election. He tried to stop the the transfer of power. He is facing 91 federal criminal indictments. None of those things have taken those 8 to 10 million people (laughs) difference and gone, oh, you know what? Maybe we should go back to Trump. He is losing voters every single day. And I'm not suggesting that Joe Biden is a perfect president or that he hasn't lost some folks, too. But Donald Trump has never had the support of 50 plus percent plus one of this country and he never will i'm gonna go back to what i started with bill is owning the libs in
2: the nomination phase of this worth it no if it gets totally smoked in the general
1: no you you need an agenda that brings people to your side at the end of the day you want people to vote for you there were listen when you have an incumbent in the race there always will be voters who vote against the incumbent that's a fact of life but you want people to come to your side, right? And we're not doing that. I don't even know what our agenda is right now. It's because at the convention in 2020,
0: you guys literally didn't have one for the first time ever. They basically said, we're not going to do a party platform.
1: If Trump's for it, we're for it. Trump Which so, is one more Trump
0: way. Can not you not imagine party for some I mean,
1: reason. Grumpy old men. two grumpy old men on a stage for a debate? Are we ever going to see that? And how does that play out? It, it, it is... I, I, we are so much better than this. And it frustrates me to no end to see my party circling the drain uh, because we won't push back. Here's a clear demonstration of that. I get thousands of these texts over the course of this
2: last year or so. Many Republicans like me will never vote for Trump. How do you get past that?
1: If you follow That's social the media, said. there's a lot of DeSantis folks who are saying that this week. It, Even though Ron DeSantis endorsed Trump, uh there are a lot of DeSantis folks. Supporters who are saying this was a mistake. We're not doing this. Sorry. Two two things
0: can be true at the same time and almost always are. And what the first two contests have shown us is that Trump is virtually unbeatable in a Republican primary. Yeah. And he is more vulnerable than anybody on the Republican side wants to admit in a general election because he is bleeding votes from college educated voters. He has... A significant number of the Republican Party saying they will not vote for him again, and on the margins, that's the ball game, right? But Bill and I know because the the work we do, each side should get between ninety two and ninety four percent of their party's voters the base in right? an election. That's yep. what you need to be competitive. Yeah. If you shrink that Republican number down to even 87%, 86 percent of win. Republicans, he cannot be elected president. That's
1: right. And for him to say, I got all the votes I need, and he said it no, this week, he doesn't. he doesn't have all the votes he needs.
2: I gotta take a break here, but um is Nikki Haley basically the what if candidate? Think about that during the break. I mean, if Trump blows himself up or does you know, says more crazy stuff, storms out of a courtroom, gets convicted, is she basically saying to America, I'm the what if? That's next after this some time left in this hour we've we started late thanks Vincent and Eric They hate when I say that but truth is truth truth hurts
1: I just their last segment with you was funny though
2: It was they, they do About great. the furries I'm not yeah. saying they don't do great work they just yeah. too much great work when I need to get my show started That's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying All right on the what if question and then we're going to get to Grab Bag
1: you're first Nikki Haley Hang around. Don't drop out. Keep it light, keep it humorous. Keep... She wants she wants to bloody him though. Well, she is, but with a smile on her face, right? <laughs> there we go. You got to give her credit. Twist the
2: knife but smile on the way she, in. She
1: you got to give her credit. She's had an unbelievable week.
2: She's tough, tough Republican woman. I like that.
0: She is the break glass in case of emergency. It is there's is a non-zero chance. That some type of legal proceeding... You say there's a chance. I, I do think there's a chance. So I, again, do I. Non-zero means it could be 1%.
2: I think his behavior is becoming increasingly unhinged. And you throw a conviction on top of it, that?
0: It's not just unhinged. I, we haven't talked about this. I'm sure we will in weeks ahead. There's also something going on with Donald Trump when he is confusing Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley. Yeah, those that, are not you know, close. It, it's funny. He, he's like... He's, he wants, and there's a apparatus within the Republican party that wants you to think that Joe Biden can't do the job mentally. And now Donald Trump is demonstrating that actually he's telling on himself. He's had more slip ups and gaffes like that than Biden has in recent weeks. And so she should hang around. He should have to earn it. And at the end of the day, it's probably going to be Trump, which from, you know, it's got to be a choice election. Joe Biden always says, don't compare him to the almighty, compare him to the alternative. And you know what? Donald Trump and owning the libs never built a bridge. And you had Joe Biden here talking about a bipartisan infrastructure package. There are good things happening. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden is trying to get a deal on the border and to save Ukraine. And you have Republican senators saying that what Donald Trump and Mike Johnson and Republicans are doing to torpedo this immigration bill is appalling. Not my word their words because they want the issue politically
1: they don't want to solve the challenge that's disgusting if it's a choice election i want it to be about the border if it is trump wins michigan he wins pennsylvania he might even win new hampshire i mean that is if it is about the border uh in october and november trump wins
2: and you guys are filling in for me on monday's program so you can maybe do a deep dive on the immigration question and and the border policy because that's on people's minds and and we probably should have gotten to that today but uh, we're all passionate about what we believe. and We're going to get talking. three hours of us on Monday. Is three that true? Hours of buckle us. up. up buckle up. Yeah, 9 to noon right here in WTMJ. I'm, I'm getting another well-deserved day off.
1: Well-deserved. <laughs> well-deserved.
2: Earned. Well-earned. Anyway, grab bag, Bill McCosh. Grab
1: bag. Two of them. Uh, Joe Handrick is the top authority on redistricting on the Republican side of the aisle. He's been in hiding during this map <laughs> yeah, fiasco over the last the month. He, he finally came out of his uh off the top rope ra- rabbit hole uh today and he's got 10 tweets out there if you are a Republican, if you're an independent, if you want to know the truth about all of the maps, read Joe Hendrick on Twitter, Joe at Joe at Joe Monacqua is what it is. Yeah. Last He's, thing, he's second,
2: brilliant on it. He's
1: brilliant. Me lena taylor i enjoy her i get along great with her we've rarely agreed i think the breast cancer bill which you you've talked about in the past on this show is the last thing she and i have agreed on she's now being appointed a a judge in milwaukee county like next week like next week so good for you lena taylor
2: all right
0: what do you got i got the the i am canuff shirt today the academy awards botched it it is an Absolute travesty oh that God. Greta Gerwig oh and Margot. Ro- Robbie, yes, really? it is. It is. It it underscores the challenges that remain in this country when it comes to equality between the genders and the way that women and working women in this country are treated. And they screwed it up. Full stop. There's no way Greta Gerwig should not be up for best director and that Margot Roby shouldn't be up for best actress when Ryan Gosling is up for best. Actor. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's a
2: statuette. Their reward is they are one of the top films last year, this year. Come yeah.
1: on. What did she make?
0: 20 million? Oh, 25 Greta, million? Greta got That's the, the bank. I think of she did okay. Works. Greta she got made the a bang, lot of money. But she also should have been recognized. The Academy screwed it up. Why not Ken? <laughs> he, he got recognized. Because there is no Ken without Barbie. <laughs> no <laughs> one cares about Ken. <laughs> Come on. Also, watch the movie, you two. I saw the movie. I'm not watching I was not, it. I didn't no think way. it was that great. No Open way. your mind, Bill. First, no thing, watch it. First of all, no way too
1: much
2: pink for me. Just saying. I'm oh, not a fan of pink.
0: I should, should wear my pink shirt on
1: Monday just to stick it to Scafiddi. Yeah. I'm from Superior. Art for me is stock car races. Right?
2: What are you guys <laughs> going to talk about on Monday since Walking. you're here for three hours?
1: We're going to start with football. Super oh. Bowl edition. We're bringing back Monday Morning Quarterback with Brandon Snide. That's what we're going to start with. Did I did sign the de- did hapless hapless release Detroit. on that one? <laughs> did the hapless Detroit Lions make it through the NFC Championship? That's you, what we're going to talk about. You think they're going to? I do. Really? I do I do. I don't either. I think San I got does. the Niners and I got the Chiefs.
0: That's my picks too. Well, Chiefs. Look, I got look, the Chiefs too. The Democrat and Republican you, you, agreed. You, Great you, way to end you, it.
2: Sounds good. It. All right, Bill McCosh and Joseph Pecky, the one and only Political Power Hour, sort of.